I know this is cheesy, but like even the PSAs with Michelangelo and stuff, you know, <laughs> saying, oh, don't do drugs or, you know, don't pollute all these kinds of things. They they had a moral compass about them, you know, that Leonardo always tried to do the right thing. Michelangelo always tried to do the right thing. And I tried to be strong for my for my mom because it was a difficult time. Michelangelo here, you know, the master of the whirling pizzas. And you, my friend, are listening to Turtle Flakes, a bodacious bowl of Ninja Turtles goodness, brought to you by my radical dudes, Rob and Josh. Cowabunga! Cowabunga, dudes who do that, and welcome to another episode of Turtle Flakes. I am your lowly co-host, Rob, and join with me, as always, during this very special episode of Turtle Flakes is Mr. Rourke Steady. How are you doing, buddy? Doing good. I'm happy to be four years old. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> look really old for your age. for about a year and a half of it. So. <laughs> uh, and then our uh, our other good buddy, Mr. T. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Oh, good, good. Well, happy birthday, guys. Happy birthday. You guys hey. are old looking for four. My goodness. I know, man. man. Four is rough, dude. I know. Like it's that- all downhill after three. That year before kindergarten, just like you realize that life's going to suck. Yeah, life, life's you're all downhill that. from there. As soon as you're potty trained, man, it's just you're expected to, to do everything now. Yeah, it's all down the drain then. See what I Dishes, did Dishes, taxes, alimony, but whatever. Not all yeah, 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 yeah. Rough times. But, uh, but yeah, guys, as we're recording this, it is August 26th of 2017. And actually, our birthday, uh, at least for the show, was... The first episode I'm looking at it right now on iTunes was released on August 16th of 2013. So actually, cool. we're a little over a year, uh, four years old now. As a matter of fact, yep. knowing or my editing schedule, chances are we probably recorded like August 1st, and it took me about 15 days to post that episode. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's been four years, and um, you know, we decided we were going to do an episode that we've never really done before, where we have literally no notes. I have no prep whatsoever. I'm just going to mention the links here in a minute. And we're just going to go off the cuff and, and just talk about whatever we, we feel like talking about. You know, kind of change things up because it's just nice to do that every now and then. You just kind of wing it. As a matter of fact, um, an old show I did, my buddy Landon and I, we would just improv some shows. And, and they turned out to be the most fun to do because everything was a surprise. We had no idea what was coming next. So that's kind of what we're going to do today. And, yeah. you know, before we get into all that junk, the first thing I want to do, first and foremost, is um, save to our good friend Josh – Jay Weezy, we miss you, man. Um, he's had some health issues lately. I uh, really, really miss him when he's not here. And, um, you know, of course, he's just as much part of this as, as any of us are. And he is just a good man. You know, you're in our thoughts and prayers, buddy. And we, we do miss you. Pray for a speedy recovery and hope to have you here on the show soon, man. All right, let me get these, uh, let me get these links out of the way real quick, guys. Um, so first of all, if you want to send us uh, an email, our email is turtleflakespodcast at gmail.com. We are on Twitter, at Turtle Flakes, all one word there. 
Uh, we have a Facebook group page, which, wow, we've really thank everyone who's joined in the last week or so. We've had probably about 10 or 12 join this week. Thank you so much, and welcome aboard, and hopefully you can geek it up with us. Um, our Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash turtleflakes. We do have a TurtleCom hotline. It's just a uh, answering machine where you can leave a message about anything you want. Uh, but anyways, the number is 865-309-4875. Um, I do have a blog, which I've unfortunately not written anything since July. I do apologize for that. Um, but it, the blog is radrobsblog.blogspot.com, where I talk about Ninja Turtle stuff. Speaking of blogs, we have TMNT Entity, which our good friend Mark does, uh, which reviews several different um, iterations of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics and even does reviews of the um, iterations of the cartoon shows. So check out his website. It's uh, tmntentity.blogspot.com, or you can just Google search it. Also want to give my buddy Craig another shout for his awesome interactive comic book and coloring book called Color Me Reggie. Uh, I will try to send a link to his, his old Kickstarter page in our show notes this week so you can kind of see what it looks like. And also, he's still selling these. If you're interested and in, say if you have little kids that might w- would love something like this, send him an email directly. His email is craig, C-R-A-I-G, dot A, dot Holland. That's H-O-L-L-A-N-D at gmail.com. And again, I'll put a link in the show notes so you can actually check out his awesome comic book. It's really cool. I love it. I love it. I've been looking through it again this week. Another thank you goes out to our good buddy Anthony Hernandez, uh, who does Totally Tubular Turtle Tuesdays. It's a great toy review of the classic and, and modern Ninja Turtles. It's on YouTube. Just search up Bat Bomb 82 or search up Totally Tubular Turtle Tuesday and you'll find them. We are proud members of the Retro Junkies Network. And speaking of the Retro Junkies, uh, my good buddy Nick Stevens, he's kind of reworking some things, and we're trying to improve the network a little bit and, uh, you know, kind of make things easier for listeners to navigate through and and see all the the retro shows that we have on this network. And speaking of retro stuff, and also Turtle stuff, um, the uh, Retro Gaming Times magazine is about to release their 20th anniversary issue, and on that issue I wrote a review, or kind of a retrospective, of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project, for the NES. Probably one of my all-time favorite games for the Turtles and for, I guess, Nintendo in general. I just love that game. So I wrote a review on that. Stay tuned for that. It should release around uh, September 1st. So if you want to check out the magazine and some of the back issues, the website for Retro Gaming Times is www.classicplastic.net slash TRT. And that is it. Just wanted to one more time say welcome back to our friend Zach from Booyaka Show. Listen to his latest episode. Really enjoyed it. And um, that's it. So uh, done with all the – that's the only notes I had this week. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure my co-hosts are happy about that. No, you're good. (laughs) All right. Uh, Mr. T, you said you wanted to listen to a couple voicemails real quick. Uh, yeah, I was going to see if maybe you could, because I, cause I, I can't listen to them on my end. I was just going to see if maybe you could just kind of like recap them. Sure, sure. What I'll do is I'll play them real quick, because I've not actually heard them. So okay. it might be a quick moment of silence, and I'll sum up what they said so you guys can answer the questions. Okay, sounds good. All right, so we got some great, great calls this week. You know, again, it was a nostalgic week. I just asked a couple of random questions on, on Facebook. 
about, you know, what was some of your favorite turtle toys? What were some of your favorite turtle comics or turtle memories in general? So we did get a couple of calls, and we got a lot of feedback on Facebook. So we're going to go ahead and start with the uh, TurtleCom stuff. So here we go. Uh, All right. I'll start with our first call was from our good buddy, Michelangelo Webb. The TurtleCom. Maybe that's Michelangelo now. This is Donatello. Come in. All right, so let me go ahead and play the message here. Hopefully my technology works. Uh. <laughs> By the way, Josh, I love your laugh. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a funny. It's it almost sounds sarcastic. It's like yeah. I just love it. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get talked to about that a lot because like not not only my laugh but just my tone of voice is just like it, this. Yeah, and you're not even it's being. What sarcastic. I'm always like, I always sound like I just never take anything seriously, and I always sound like I'm trying to be the smartest man in the room. <laughs> I don't know, it just always cracked me up. All right, so let me go ahead and play a message from Michelangelo. Here we go. Uh, Kyle Bunga, guys. Uh, it's Mike Webb again. Um, first of all, I just want to say congratulations on four years. That's oh, incredible. Thank you, Mike. Never miss an episode. Um, my favorite comic book issue is the one shot with Michelangelo for several reasons. Oh, is that the Christmas uh, one? I bet because you I love Michelangelo. One. He's my favorite turtle. He's always been my favorite turtle. And I love Christmas. Yep. And I love I love the relationship with him and Clunk. So, all right, keep doing what you guys do, Kyle Bunga. All right, guys, uh, Michelangelo, thank you so much for the call. And actually, Josh, you'll appreciate this one. This was in response to our favorite Turtles comic question. And our yeah. buddy Michelangelo said he was a huge fan of the Michelangelo one shot, the Christmas special. Oh, yeah. 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 That's, that's one of I'm your in. favorites. I'm going to talk about that later, yeah. Oh, nice. Some foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually with you, Mike. I, I love that uh, cartoon or that comic issue as well. Just because I'm a sucker for Christmas. I'm a big sissy when it comes to Christmas. I get right in the yep. middle of the hype. I, I, I love Christmas. I got a lot of great memories around Christmas time with the family. So uh, good stuff, man. Love that comic issue. And Josh was kind enough to send me his issue of that about two years ago. And, you know, yeah. that's one of the very few moments where Josh was actually nice. So you got to <laughs> cherish those. <laughs> hey, you know what? I will say this in my own defense. I am a generally nice person. Yeah, I know. It ain't my fault if y'all can't <laughs> notice it. All right? Y'all just <laughs> uh, here goes the cowabungas. You're the ones with the problems. All right? <laughs> Oh, don't don't put this around on me. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Man, blame it on Josh. Uh, that's it. Oh god, that's great. I love it. All right, so uh so Michael, thank you so much for the call. All right, now here's our next call from uh, our good buddy Craig. Calabunga Craig. He's the guy who wrote the uh, wrote and drew the Color Me Reggie comic. So I think he's a longtime listener, first time caller. So thanks for the call, man. Let's let's give this one a listen real quick. Hi, Turtle Flakes. This is Craig Holland. I'm calling to let you guys know you're doing a great job. I love the podcast. I saw on Facebook, you, what was your favorite Turtles comic? Uh, mine is always the Donatello micro-series, where he, uh, he meets up with an artist in Kirby. Uh, I remember seeing this as a kid on 2003 series as an episode, and I loved it and made me want to draw. And When I was in college, I found out it was a comic first. And while I was in college, I went through a big Jack Kirby phase. And I remember I was at a comic shop. I found it really cheap, and I remember reading on the inside how the turtle creators were inspired by Jack Kirby, and I felt it was like a little message, you know, to 
keep on drawing and it was a good inspiration. There's a lot of detail in the book. It was really well drawn. I, I just had a blast of reading it. And I remember, uh, in college, I did a project, uh, draw like Jack Kirby and I even brought it to my teacher and we kind of bonded over the comic. Hmm. That's um, cool. I just love, it's my favorite comic. I love just the idea, the creativity in it. And I even, I did a, my own comic, Color Me Reggie, and I even paid homage to the cover with my character, so. Anyway, that's it. Um, I gotta keep up the great work. Uh, catch you later. Calabunga. Oh, awesome. Calabunga to you, Craig. Thank you so much for the call, man. And I've talked to Craig so many different times, you know, about comics in general and stuff, and it's nice to finally hear him, and hopefully we can get him on the show soon. And anyways, his favorite comic book was the uh, Donatello micro-series where... Oh, uh, yeah, they, the, with Kirby. Yeah, exactly, with Kirby. Very good, very good. And uh, he said there was actually a 2003 cartoon episode based off of it, which I've actually not seen yet. Oh, wow. Um, but he said that particular issue because um, kind of introduced him to Jack Kirby and really kind of made him a fan of Jack Kirby. And that's what actually inspired him to draw comics. You know, he got in this huge Jack Kirby phase when he went to college and I went to art school. And he actually had done a Jack Kirby-styled project in college. And he and his professor actually really bonded over, you know, this, this Jack Kirby art style. And he owes that all to this Donatello issue. And he says it's his favorite issue of all time. And it kind of inspired him to draw uh, and put a lot of Kirbyisms into his own artwork. So really, really cool story there, man. I appreciate the phone call. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I actually think I remember that issue too, the micro series. I think I have that one. And really, honestly, these micro series, even for volume one, they're not that expensive. Like you go on no. uh you go on eBay right now, they're like ten bucks, maybe less than that. Like I, I know the Leonardo micro series one, I kinda forgot I had it. So I was kinda surfing the internet the other day to see how much it was going for, and it was like ten bucks. That's it for yeah. volume one, the first printings. So Really, guys, these are not these are not that expensive. And with the micro series, it's its own story. Go out there and pick these up, man. These are great issues. The Leonardo micro series is probably one of my top ten, maybe even top five favorite issues of all time. So you know, great stuff out there. And thank you for the call, Craig. Thanks, Craig. Uh, real, yeah, real quick, um, we have one more message. This this was actually uh, emailed to me personally from Mike Webb. I'm just going to kind of read read off what it says real quick. It says, um, it says, Calabunga dudes and dudettes, I just wanted to say, Thaddeus, congratulations on uh, officially being a co-host of Turtle Flicks Podcast. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate <laughs> That's that. awesome. Hey, it's all downhill from here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you he, said, he says, guys, I know I know that you said that some of y'all are shy in, in real life. I'm, I'm the same way. So, Thaddeus, I'm right there with you, my friend. Uh, don't be afraid of you know, talking to people, follow your dreams. And for, for your dream, I think, I think that this is your dream. I think your dream was to be on turtle flakes with the guys. This uh, show has been such a positive influence, not only in my life, but as my family's, uh, as well, we love listening to the show and we, we always look forward to new and exciting episodes. I'm hoping that one day, um, I can get on the show with you, get on the show with you one day and maybe talk about my favorite tournament memories. Dude, absolutely. Mm. Uh, anyway, just wanted to say, keep up the good work. Thank you all for so much you do. And as always, Calbunga. Dude, Aww. Mike, thank you so much, man. That was a really nice message. What a, what a kind message. What Josh and I were just talking about, you know, uh, off the air, we always feel so kind of embarrassed 
by like I never know how to how to respond to you know emails like that. All I can yeah. say is thank you. You know, it, 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 we feel kind of guilty hearing that somehow. I, does that make sense? I just feel um, I feel I feel guilty hearing about how he and his entire family sits down and listens to the turtle flags. Just like I am not supposed to be enjoyed by a family of people. You know? <laughs> well, I don't worry. I added you out. You know what? Yeah, I know. I appreciate it. Yeah, there's a. You don't think I noticed, but there's a lot that I say that is not in the show. But I, <laughs> man, okay, I see. Uh, I see. Well, you know, you know, just, why, well, most now I, I'm better about it. Now I, I keep <laughs> what you said in there. I just edit it with a cowabunga. Which makes it even better and somehow worse all at the same yeah, time. Yeah, true, true. It kind of you know, in a way, I got the thing about this the other day. It almost takes like, am I turning cowabunga into a cuss word? Such a pure, innocent word into a cuss word. I know, yeah. It's just, it's, it's somehow. Now I'm always going to think of Josh cussing. When I, I know, hear, like uh, I always <laughs> think about. Uh, it's just one of those communities. Like I've, I think I mentioned in the last episode. Um, it's just one of those things. Like the turtles, they remind me of such a bright time in my childhood, and I yeah. don't want anything to ruin that. <laughs> you know, so and thankfully. Um, meeting all these comic creators and, and everybody we've met in the in these last four years um, has only made that light even brighter for me um, in, in the Turtles franchise. And it's part of the reason why, you know, like we talked on the last episode, we'll probably be doing this till we're old men. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, man, see, it's it's so hard um, to not love this, to, in my opinion. Because, like, there, I'm, I'm not going to lie, there have been a couple of times where it's like, do I really like the Ninja Turtles as much as I think I do? Because, you know, yeah, a lot. Man, of just stuff, look around your room. What's that? I said, just look around your room, man. <laughs> I know, right? It's like I, I was. Uh, me and Nicole were folding laundry the other day, and that's not a euphemism. Uh, <laughs> me and Nicole were folding laundry, and I've got on the opposite side of the room that I'm on right now is you know the big glass display case with all of the Playmates uh, action figures from '88. And I'm looking at it, and Nicole says, what? I said, I can't believe you let me do that. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, it's crazy. And then she's like, I let you do that? Look on the other side of the room, and there's all my other stuff there. I was like, yeah, okay. But it's just like, <laughs> there's a part of me that's just like, do I really love the Ninja Turtles as much as I do? And the answer is, unequivocally, is yes. Yeah. You know, because not only is it a good story, but it, it just makes me feel happy. And when yeah. you see a group of individuals be it on this podcast or on the Facebook page where we have dozens, if not a couple hundred or a few hundred uh, members. Uh, when you see that much positivity, yeah. Yeah. It just sets you up to win, you know, because yeah. I, without, without this podcast, I would never have known Thaddeus. Rob and I wouldn't be friends. I wouldn't be okay with hearing Jay Weezy every now and then. Um, <laughs> You know, I wouldn't have the comic book collection, wouldn't have the action figure collection, I wouldn't have, you know, any of this stuff that I'm super proud of. Oh, hold on one second. Oh, God, it's not going to happen. I have to sneeze and it's not going to happen. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I thought you were crying. I was like, man, he's no. getting really <laughs> tore up. <laughs> Get out of here. Take off. All right. Anyway. Uh, but it's just the Ninja Turtles mean so much more than, you know, Bat. everybody's going to hate Batman. You know, it's like Ben Affleck is a terrible Batman, and that is the stupidest argument I've ever heard. You know, the Amazing Spider-Man movie was a load of crap. It's like that is the stupidest thing I've ever really been. That for the Ninja Turtles, the Ninja Turtles huh. overwhelmingly has been nothing but positive for yeah. the last thirty-three years. 
And I just adore the turtles for that because that is, especially nowadays, like we honestly, who is not terrified of where the world is right now? Oh yeah. yeah. Crazy. I mean, just, and so when I think about the Ninja Turtles, that makes me remember that it's going to be okay. You know, and, and that's a huge leap for some people to, to understand from me. But that's what the turtles do for me. I, I look yeah. at the turtles, and I just know that somehow it will be okay. Yeah. You know, take from whatever that you will, but like, you know, I wouldn't have the confidence to write. I wouldn't want to contribute more to that. I haven't done it as much as I want to, but I haven't. I seriously, desperately want to contribute more to Turtle Flakes as a whole. Oh, yeah, man, you do great. My own writing through i want to do videos for the facebook page you know i mean i've got time i take care of my kids during the day i can do videos with them you know um but it's just it's just an overwhelmingly positive environment to be in and that's what the turtles have given us i mean you know over the last 34 years it's been outside of my parents and now my wife it's been like the and our family it has been the one constant it's always been there, you know. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Josh. You know, that that's one thing we definitely need to talk about. You know, this is – the four years of doing this, this is a huge tribute to our families who have been so supportive in what we're doing, whether it be our wives or, you know, uh, any family member that's that's been supportive here. I mean, thank you all for just um, putting up with our fandom. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, honestly, I mean, this is a big chunk of our time, you know, on Saturday mornings that – that you know we, we could be spending with our family, but our families, um, you know, given us their blessing to do this. And yeah. you know, honestly, I I can't thank my wife enough for being so supportive throughout the years. You hit record and she walked out the door, man. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Well, true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm gone. Well, All right, that's get that's five the thing. Like, away from the lady, man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll never forget the the uh, the first episode we recorded. Josh and I, it ended up only being like an hour and 45 minutes of actual editing stuff or actual yeah. show stuff, but we recorded for like an, an, uh, three hours, um, and we were supposed to go shopping that day and stuff. She was mad that first time. She's like, is this how it's always going to be? And uh, But later yep. on, she she uh, <laughs> she got so much more supportive, and that, not that she wasn't you know before, but you know th- that was three hours of out of our, our day that she um, – was cool with me talking turtles and and ever since then yeah. she's she's been awesome and i know uh, your wife nicole has been so awesome you know and supportive and even been on our show a couple times oh yeah, and speaking yeah. of which you got to run this by nicole but i was pitching an idea to Christabeth, and she was okay with it because she likes you guys she said uh <laughs> why why don't we do like a, a valentine's day episode or something like that where we had the ladies on the show for for the day yeah that'd yeah. be really good Dude, That'd yeah. be fun, yeah. I remember you and I have talked about we. What I really want is I want a podcast. Uh, we're not even on it, but it's Christabeth, uh, Jay Weezy's wife, and Nicole. Yeah, just that's talk what I was about thinking. how ridiculous the Ninja Turtles are. <laughs> <laughs> have like an anti Turtle Flakes podcast. You know? Right, right. We could be off the show and and let them uh, at least for the Valentine's Day episode like run with the ball, and I'll just yeah, post just... it on on iTunes. <laughs> I know, and then we can't listen to anything until like we we upload it and just like right oh, exactly that'd be thing. funny yeah. they can make fun of us the entire time and i think it would be entertaining <laughs> there's a lot of ammo oh yeah there's yeah. a lot yeah yeah but um big tribute to our families and also uh, we'd be remiss to not mention all the people that have 
been so supportive, all the emails we've had, the great people we've met on our group pages, all the iTunes reviews we've received over the years. Um, thank you all so much for sticking with us. Thank you all for such great interaction. Um, I did a, for the first time, I did a uh, Facebook Live video, and it was inspired by Mr. T. He started it. I'd never done one before, and I'm not really good with technology, so I didn't even know if it was going to work. But yeah, dude, people, it turned out really good. Thank yeah. you, man. People, you look um, like you were nine years old, man. I, I just, you have, <laughs> you have such a boyish charm, you know. Oh, and thanks, he, buddy. I, I think that's a compliment. Dude, watching that video alone, just, dude. Oh, uh, like that video alone, just, dude, it put like a big smile on my face because uh. you were, you were in such a good mood. You're sitting there, you're sitting there in your chair drinking pink lemonade, and just. I swear, it wasn't alcohol, but I was getting slurpy. Uh, I don't know why. I couldn't talk. Yeah, and you were just. Because it was, was a wine cooler. Are you talking about <laughs> you were talking about you know your your Randy Savage Michelangelo toy that you got for me and Ooh yeah. <laughs> sorry, I had to do it once. I'm sorry. Thank and, you again uh, for that, man. Dude, just that video alone, dude. That like I really enjoyed that, man. And you know, re- you know, real, real quick before you know we move on to the next thing because we've been rambling for 30 minutes about <laughs> that's what we do, especially when we don't have any uh, outlets. I just wanted to personally thank my family because I, I didn't think that they would. I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, I don't want to, I don't want to say this like negatively. I'm kind of like the, the weird child of the bunch because I'm th- in my 30s with Ninja Turtle toys all over my bedroom. Um, but just, just my family alone that have been so supportive of me doing this. I, I love you all, especially my dad. Who, uh, my dad works a lot. I don't really get to see him that much. Um, dad, I love you. Thanks for um, just being proud of me for doing this. <laughs> That's you cool. know, I, I always thought I was just and in the back of my mind, I always thought that this would just be something that they just thought was like a joke. But no, they've been very supportive. They um, whenever I record an episode, they uh, they they watch it and they have a big smile on their face. So just wanted to um, just wanted to personally thank them. So uh, my, fa- my whole family that support me on Turtle Flakes, I love you. <laughs> Beautifully said. It just shows how much it means to each one of us. You know, the, this show, you know, how much. It really does mean to us. Uh, we've been doing it for a while now, and you know, I, I think the biggest thing is, is the friends I've made through it. I say that a lot, but it is the honest God's truth. Y- y'all are my brothers. Love talking turtles with you, and um, you know, I think uh, I, d- I don't know. I just think it's it's been such a blessing and a positive thing, and in, in a lot of ways, I think it's kept us all out of trouble. You know, there, there's there's things you can do in your spare time. You know, idle hands. Sometimes you get into some. Some bad stuff, and I think this has been such a positive hobby for for us all, you know. And yeah. um, I, I'm very I'm very happy the the way things have gone, and we thank you guys, the listeners, so so incredibly much for for always being there. One one goal we have this year and all the years to follow is we want to get even more interactive. And I think with the live videos, with the group page growing the way it has, and that's a big testament to you, Thaddeus. It's it's really starting to. It's great when we just see random people that just happen to meet through the podcast that, or at least maybe heard of it and then join the group page, and then they're having their own conversations, not even associating with us. It's like, wow, that's cool that you know we get to witness that and and uh, see you know this whole family just come together. So, but anyways, guys, let let's go ahead and uh, change gears a little mm-hmm. bit. Let's talk about some of our favorite childhood memories regarding the turtles. How about that? We'll start with that topic first. All right, that's good. All right, so. Uh, so, Hoser Josh, we will start with you, my man. What is uh, oh, one turtle? <laughs> Put you on the spot. What All is right. uh, you know 
what is one turtle memory that that really stands out to you and and why man you know there's there's a bunch you know it i i'm sure a lot of people are tired of hearing me talk about the uh the original 88 action figure line but that's really where my all of my nostalgic memories are for the ninja turtles i mean yeah cartoons oh, yeah. great comic books i had a few of them movies amazing but it was really that toy line that that just inspired me creatively and really just gave me such an outlet for just like i everybody had i mean you really think about your toy collection when you were a kid you everybody had just everything like you know like i remember like i everybody had a couple of gi joes everyone had a couple of x-men or spider-man figures i remember i was really big before the ninja turtles i was really big into this action figure line by tonka called uh supernaturals i don't know if any of you ever look those up they're they're ridiculous figures of just like knights and demons and warriors that were holographic on the inside that had like these weird you know like you like turn them one way and they're human and you turn them the other way in the light and they're demons or something like that. But yeah. <laughs> they were stupid figures. But like then <laughs> I got the Ninja Turtles and I got my first Ninja Turtle and it was the sewer swimming Donatello. You know, I had the key on the side. You wound them up and he'd swim in the bathtub or whatever. <laughs> and awesome. I remember, I that yeah, I, and that was my first one. And I had this, uh, we, at the time we had this dog. The only time we ever had a dog, we had this little Jack Russell Terrier. And I named him Max, and he just ate the ever-living crap out of that toy and just destroyed it. Like, <laughs> had it oh, no. And then my mom told me, I'll get you another one. You know, if we ever see one, I'll get you another one. I said, okay. And so it's about, it's like months later. Um, I remember it was really cold and it was snowing outside. And me, my mother, and my sister were walking through a Walgreens. And oh. that was when I had... My first, in my opinion, it was the first Ninja Turtle action figure experience that I had. And it was just, I saw it was a Donatello figure because somehow that's everyone's first Ninja Turtle figure. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. Every story about that, or maybe they just want to be like, oh, I like the cool turtle before you did. But <laughs> I remember seeing a Donatello figure and I just went, mom, look. <laughs> and I pointed it out and grabbed it, and my mom said, I thought you wanted the swimming one. I said, no, I want this one. And she was like, okay, no problem. And that and that was really my first memory of it, and it was just the coolest action figure I ever saw. thought it was a little weird that Donatello was brown when he was green on the cartoon, but whatever. <laughs> um, and then he had no pupils. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. I came with all these weapons that he didn't use in the in the cartoon, but I didn't care. You know, I saw. All, I looked on the back, and I saw that awesome portrait and the collection of all the other figures that I just had to have. You know, yeah. Never got. That's why that that series means so much to me. Because first off, it's that action figure series. There are technically better action figure lines out there of the turtles. I think you would just be straight up ignoring the leaps and bounds that action figure technology has gotten into. But there might be technically better action figure lines than that original Playmates line in 88, but that 88 Playmates line is the best one, in my opinion. And oh, it's, yeah. It's for all me because too. of how it makes me feel about it. It's just Same nothing here. will ever be able to replace that or recapture it. It'll come close, but it'll never quite get there. Yeah, I mean, wonderfully said, man. I, I, I feel the same way. It's like I acknowledge that 
figures are so much nicer and more articulate now, but just looking at some of those old boxes and some of those old, I like the puns in the, you know, the character descriptions. I, I, a lot of that stuff you don't see as much anymore and I miss that, but man, it just, nothing will make me feel any better. And it's purely nostalgia, I'm sure. Plus, you know, those figures were pretty daggone sweet too and colorful and vibrant. Nothing can I mean, replace it's, the original. It's more than nostalgia. We've had proof on this show. Like, you look at the General Mozart figure, then you look at the oh, Triceraton yeah. figure. It's like, yeah, I kind of like Mo- uh, Triceraton better, but you know, yeah, it's kind of yeah. like I it, just as an example. I had the I got the Usagi figure. Nicole, uh, when she was out grocery shopping, she found a Usagi figure and she bought it for me. And so when she came home from the grocery store, I had a Usagi figure, and then I looked at it side to side with my '88 original one. And it was like the 88 line was bigger, uh, not as articulate, but it was, and it didn't quite look like the dude from the comics, but he just looked more dynamic. Yeah. And on top of that, the 2016 Usagi figure, he's got one arm that's always cocked all the, almost all the way upward because his holster, the sheaths of his swords are attached to his hip and they can't be removed. Yeah. So he's yeah, always got an arm that's like way up here. Yeah. And and also, you know, the card back, the card back to the original Usagi figure has like his whole backstory and it's hilarious with all the puns and just <laughs> so much character and personality. And then you look at the 2016 one, and it's just kind of just this stock Photoshop image of all the of the five figures that they're advertising and just a quick blurb that they probably got from Wikipedia, you know, so <laughs> uh, it's just it's just different. It's not bad. It's just different now. You know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Times, times have changed, you know. But uh, thankfully, you know, our love for the turtles is just, just as strong as ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Good memory, man. I, I was good. Yeah. What about you, Mister T? You got one for us? Um, actually, ha- had a couple. Um, but 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 before I get into this, um, I haven't I haven't told y'all the the uh, the full story of uh, Pensacon with me meeting like Judith Hogue and Gabe and AJ and all that. Um. So anyway, so uh, there, there's a comic con that happens in Pensacola, Florida, every year called the uh, the uh, the Pensacon. It's down in Pensacola, Florida, and it's at the big Civic Center. You know, probably holds like thirty thousand people. It's ridiculous. So anyway, the way that you go to meet celebrities is that you you basically take this little like trolley around the uh, like around the block. With me, since I since I don't drive, I don't really know my way around. Backing up a little bit, uh, I, I met I met Gabe down on down on the vendor floor, and he ran up and hugged me, and I didn't recognize him. I didn't know who he was, and he goes and he goes, dude, is your name Thaddeus? And I said, yeah. And he goes, dude, I was just in my car listening to uh, the episode, the, the very first episode that I was on uh, with you guys. And, oh, and awesome! He goes, <laughs> and he goes, dude, that was such a great episode. Here I am now. I'm officially officially a co-host, but he goes, dude, you need to see if like they'll make you like a co-host because, like, man, you got like a really good like radio voice and you know. So anyway, I gave him a hug back and we started hanging hanging out, and then uh, we ended up taking the trolley to go to Judith Hoag's or, or no, he had he eventually showed up towards the end of the panel because he had somewhere he had to go. But anyway, so uh, they're taking us around the trolley. Well, I end up missing my stop where Judith Hoag is, so I'm like freaking out and i go oh man like you know i'm not gonna be able to meet her you know she's gonna have other stuff to do so anyway you know i'm i'm not a, i'm not 
someone who like cries but i was just almost just like in tears you know talking to the bus driver and i was just like dude is there any way that you can like maybe do like a u-turn and see if you can get me to like the area where she's hiding and he goes oh yeah sure no problem so anyway calming down i end up going to her panel and uh, and gabe's there and I, and I said dude i thought you weren't coming and he goes yeah well i'll figure i'll stick around so anyway you know judith hogue you know you can you can walk up to her and ask her a question and it wasn't a very long panel. It was about 30 minutes or whatever. So she, she's fixing to close the panel. And, and, you know, with me being super shy, you know, I, I, I didn't want to ask her anything because I felt, I felt like I was just going to ask her just the dumbest question. Just everybody <laughs> laughing. Do you like me? Check yes or no. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, no not, nothing like that. But anyway, so, uh, so she says, you know, she's fixing to close the panel. And, and she, goes, um, she goes, well, I, uh, I'm fixing to work on my official fan site. And it's called uh, it's called judithhogue.com, where you can find out all my work, you know, on turtles, all the movies that I did, TV shows. And I was, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So before she, you know, before she left, she goes, um, I'm a big fan of like of like Ninja Turtle like fan projects. So if there's anything that like you guys want me to promote for you guys, you know, I'll definitely let y'all know. And Gabe kind of nudges me and he, and he goes, dude, now's your chance. Go go ask her if she'll be on Turtle Flex. And I, I said, oh, no, I don't know. You know, she'll probably just laugh me off or something. And so anyway, I finally, I said, I said, all right, probably going to be my only chance I get to meet Judith. Hug. I took a deep breath, walked up to the, to her podium. And I said, I said, Judith, I said, Hey, my name's Thaddeus. I said, you probably don't know me 30 years old, big fan of Ninja Turtles. I said, uh, I have two best friends, Robin, uh, Robin, Josh. They, they work on this, um, this neat little podcast called Turtle Flakes. And she kind of leans a little bit closer like this and, I'm just like face is like beat red. I'm sweating, and you know, <laughs> she's and she's her eyes are all lit up, and she goes, "What's Turtle Flex?" And I'm, I said, "Well, well, Turtle Flex is where you know we can, you know, interact with turtle fans, and we get special guests on there like uh, like Townsend Coleman and you know Pat Fraley." And she she leans a little bit closer, and <laughs> she's and she's kind of flooding her eyes a little bit, and and she and she goes, "Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of Pat Fraley. He did a really good job of us crying." took another deep breath and i said i said is, is there any chance that, that you would like to come on the show and she goes she goes oh yeah ab- absolutely absolutely so then i you know wow. for another question what, what was like her favorite memory on uh the first movie and, and she goes when you remember the scene um rob where where she meets splinter and she starts screaming and she like jumps up and down on the on the couch yeah. oh yeah uh, she said when she was filming that at, at the corner of her eye, she actually saw Jim Henson and she almost fainted. Like she actually went up to him and she goes, Oh my God, Jim Henson. You, I'm such a fan. You know, you did the Muppets <laughs> and Sesame street and everything. And she said, one of the really cool things was that Robin Williams um, actually came out to, to the, uh, the world premiere. And he actually had an issue of issue number one of the Mirage comics. And he goes up to Judith Hogan. He goes, Heard that you're playing April and Neil in this movie. It's called like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and she's like, she's kind of rolling her eyes, and she goes, "Yeah, I'm kind of embarrassed about about it." And, and, and he goes, "Are you kidding me? There's a line wrapped away." And she told me about this too. There was a line that was wrapped around the block like three times. That's how that's how many people came to the world premiere. People were taking their kids. Their kids were dressed up like Ninja Turtles and wow. stuff. Said so that's that's probably one of her greatest memories. So anyway, the the panel ends up ending. And I, I meet I meet two other members and and that are in the the group page um, Armani Milan who helps run the uh, the TMNT oh, yeah. Cowboy. Yeah, I know him. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
yeah, he does like the buy sell and trade stuff. And then I met, yeah, I met AJ. And uh, so I met AJ, and you know, I got to talk to AJ. We got to hang out, and um, she majors in biology. So, so we're like we're hanging out with AJ, and we're kind of going to like all these other like panels and stuff. AJ is like on the bus with me, and she's telling me like one thousand and one like turtle facts and everything. And Gabe kind of <laughs> looks at me, and he goes, "Dude, she knows more more about turtles than you do. I thought you were the Ninja Turtle guru." But that, that was that was just a really a really nice comic con memory for me and then i have a um actually i have a, a game boy memory ninja turtles fall of the foot clan Ooh, um, with the box. oh cousin, good one my cousin jonathan was a big fan of the turtles growing up for for his birthday he always got like ninja turtle stuff i don't i don't really get to see him that much he's kind of married with with uh kids in jacksonville or jacksonville florida right now but anyway so i i when i was little i i grew up in this like small little like farmhouse and he would always bring his Game Boy over, and uh, he said, "Hey, come here for a sec. I, I got something to show you." And I go, and "I go, okay." And he showed he showed me Follow the Foot Clan, and I go, "What is this?" And he goes, "Oh, dude, this is like an Ninja Turtle game that you can like take on the go and like play." And I was like, "Really?" And he's like, "He's like, yeah." He reached into his pocket, and he pulled out two AA batteries, and he stuck them in. And he handed me the Game Boy, and uh, he he let me borrow it. I didn't get very far. I wasn't very good at it, and I was like, "Man!" Instantly blown away. You know, it is different. You know, it's not bright and colorful you know like the turtles arcade game but man i love that game and it wasn't until recently it wasn't until a couple of years ago that i actually beat it it was actually the uh, the first uh turtles um game boy game that i beat uh i actually got this complete unbox um almost near mint condition i think i paid like 20 bucks for it on ebay so yeah that's not bad wow um i got another gaming well I don't have the actual the actual arcade cabinet. I wish I did, but yeah. I found this uh, I found this on a on a site called Etsy.com. They make little like little like miniature arcades for like display purposes. This is a miniature arcade. <laughs> oh, cool! <laughs> to the arcade game, and I got a really cool story about that. So, um, pro- probably probably some of the older or the younger generation probably won't know about this, but uh, there there used to be this um this pizza place that you could go to called Chuck E. Cheese's. And it was really cool. They had like arcade machines. They had like, uh, little, little like hockey games and stuff. Well, uh, it was my, my cousin, I think it was my cousin Keefan's like fifth birthday. So it was me, me, my brother, my cousin, Jonathan, uh, Keefan, uh, his sister, you know, everybody, you know, in the family, we all, we all went down to Chuck E. Cheese's. Now, me growing up, the only thing that I knew about Ninja Turtles was my April Foolish VHS tape that I still have hanging up right here. So when I found out that there was a Ninja Turtles arcade game, I was just like, wow, what is this? Dude, like, I was so bad at the game, I couldn't even get past, like, the first stage of Rock City. Like, he was just, like, kicking my butt and everything. And um, <laughs> I, I think we ended up getting to Shredder. I'm not I'm not, I'm not sure, because I, I think we actually had, had to leave early, but I think my, my brother... My brother and my cousin got to Shredder and ended up beating Shredder. And then it wasn't until, I think, oh man, I'm trying to remember. I think it wasn't until like 2010 that I got the uh, the Turtles 2 arcade game for the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System. I found, have a, uh, I, don't, I don't have that fully complete, but I do have the very first game fully complete. I got a funny story about this. All right, so you know how... Um, the infamous damn level that nobody can get past. I finally got past it. 
And um, so anyway, I, I, I was playing this back in 2014. Got really far because I, I would go on like YouTube videos and see like all like the tricks and stuff to it. And I almost beat it. I had one life left. The only turtle that I had remaining was Leonardo. I'm fixing to walk into the room where Shredder is, and a uh, a, a respawning enemy killed me, and I lost all my all my lives. Oh. Man, I was I was upset. I was like I was like screw this game, turn it off. Had had a bad day. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, that's as far as I've ever gotten. Because uh, for those of you that don't don't know, there's like this like underwater dam level. And you have like two minutes to defuse the bombs. There's like electric seaweed. There's like little like electricity currents. And I actually found out found out a, a trick to it. If if you switch between turtles right right before the turtles like fixing to be knocked out and like switch over to like Donatello, uh, you can actually beat the level that way. So that's kind of a story about that. And it's it's so funny because um, my brother, my brother and I went went to the same elementary school. Uh, together and uh, he invited one of his friends over and he stayed up like oh good lord I think to like 3 o'clock in the morning and he I think he actually got to Shredder and I think he had Donatello left and um, it, it was so I, I don't I don't, rem- I don't remember this memory I'm just going off of what my mom said oh he was so mad dude he lost to Shredder like he threw oh. the they threw the controller down. He was like, face was beat red. He was crying, <laughs> and he's just like, this stupid game. I'm never gonna beat Shredder. It's not fair. This game is so hard. My mom grounded. <laughs> he grounded him. Like, dude, she no. Like, <laughs> you want to talk about an angry mom? Like, she's like, what's going on? She's like, this game is so stupid. I can't beat Shredder. She grounded him. Took his took his game away. You know, he ended up well, He ended up getting it back, but took him. Grounded him. And I felt so bad for him because he never beat it. I, I still can't beat it. Um, but that, that that was kind of a, a funny brother uh, brother moment. And then I got this is actually a a, a semi bad semi semi bad turtle memory. So okay, so I'll, I always wanted to uh, to try the Ninja Turtles uh, cereal growing up. Well, I found out that the Nickelodeon came out with like this. Uh, it's like General Mills like Ninja Turtles cereal. So, so I bought it. This is gonna taste great. Gonna Fix me a big old <laughs> bowl of milk and everything. No, it's not. Dude, <laughs> I kid you not. When I, and, I, and I mean no disrespect to the company or anything. I took a <laughs> bite. It tastes like a month old. It's so hard to describe the taste. It's like month old, like yogurty, like cardboard taste. Almost like you're eating Ugh. those little like, uh, what, what do they call like the little like, uh, uh, the little foam worms and the uh and like boxes oh, pack, or like pack, yeah the packing peanuts packing dude it's peanuts. almost like that and i just i spit it out and i was just like <laughs> well, anyway so i went to go like give it to like my dog to see if she did and she like turned her nose up to it and I, was, <laughs> I just get this crap out of here I'm just, I'm just like i'm just gonna like just like give this to my neighbor and like his kids can eat it like I'm, I'm, <laughs> they can like enjoy it kids yeah. <laughs> Uh, I got two more real quick game. Uh, I like you game. kept the box, though. Like the cereal. Yeah, yeah I, I, I kept the box. Wait, I kept the box. <laughs> <laughs> so another game uh, memory. Uh, this is the Ninja Turtles 2003 video game. Now, I know that oh, you... I love jumped... that game. I have that uh, one. I'm actually fixing to ask you because I know that you said that you haven't seen that many episodes of the 2003 series. Dude, 
<laughs> well, first of all, I want to want to talk about the commercial real quick. The, dude, the commercial for this game is great. There's like there's this kid and he goes into um he goes into this pet store and like all these pets are like going crazy and he's like what's going on and all of a sudden you see like this uh, this box that says do not open in it and he and he he walks up to the box the box is like going crazy he's like he's like what's going on like like what kind of creatures in there and he looks in the box and there's a turtle and the turtle's sitting there eating a piece of lettuce and the turtle burps and then it, it kind of cuts to like ninja turtles on playstation 2 xbox based on the 2003 series or whatever dude i love this game every day from like high school I, like me and my friend justin uh i was always leonardo he was always donatello uh we would we would come come home every day after school and play this and there's a lot of levels in this game it's ridiculous there's like well like 30 levels or something it's like something ridiculous like with like oh, each God. Stage. yeah, yeah you, fight, you fight shredder three times in a row and yeah, it's, it's it gets crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. Like you fight Shredder, Super Shredder, then Iroku Saki, and it's like I that game was so hard that I read a review for it in PlayStation Magazine, and they couldn't properly review it because they said they didn't beat it. Yeah, man. man. But it, well, it that's a really good game. That's that, um, I I played that game before I even knew there was a cartoon. I just wow, it's a Turtles game. Wow. I didn't even know there was a cartoon out. Yeah, yeah, Rob. One of the really cool things that it has in here is is a um a, a password system, and and you could find like, the passwords off of the uh, the the, t- the 2003 toys, and you can actually play as uh, Splinter and Casey Jones in this game. They're actually secret characters that you can play as. You still wow. get the same ending with a hmm. turtle. You can actually play as Casey Jones and uh, Splinter, and uh, one of the really cool things is that like on like Halloween. Um, if you type in this Halloween password, then like the the turtles will all have like pumpkin heads. And, uh, <laughs> and then there's uh, there's another password where like you can get like Raphael and like his like biker outfit, and then uh, you can get like Leonardo as as like a samurai, uh, Michelangelo as Turtle Titan, and then you can I, I think there's like was like a like a stealthy like costume for Donatello. Really cool game. If if you grew up with like Double Dragon, this is kind of kind of like a three D like top down like Double Dragon sort of game. Yeah. There's like there's like really cool power ups. Like you can get like like a explosive shuriken that you can use on bosses. Um, you know, uh, all, all all the voice actors from the cartoon were were you know they came back to voice the turtles in this game. Uh, there's even a, a an exclusive boss in this game, uh, Metalhead, that wasn't in the um, in the 2003 series. So he's actually a, a boss, and he's actually pretty tough. Um, yeah, you can find this game for pretty cheap. Um, I think I paid fifteen for it, and it's like fully complete. So yeah, yeah. you can still find this for pretty cheap. Um, this is on. Uh, let me see real quick. It's on PlayStation Two, original Xbox, and GameCube. Yeah, that's nice. I remember I had it for GameCube when I was a kid, or not a kid, but I was younger. But yeah, and then I have another another game. Uh, uh, this is the um, the TMNT Mutants in Manhattan. I have the PlayStation Three version. Now I know, okay, again, not trying to go on the, on a tangent here. I know this game kind of got mixed up <laughs> because you know there's always going to be those people that say that Turtles in Time is the best game ever, and I like Turtles in Time. I don't think it's I don't I don't think it's the best game ever. That's just my opinion. Um, but I, I really like this game. Uh, the really cool thing about this game is that this is actually based on the IDW comics. Um, on the cover, this, these are actually uh, the Mateo Santa Luca turtles. 
Yeah. And um, one really cool thing about this game is that you can actually unlock double boss battles. And to unlock double boss battles, uh, what you have to do is you have to beat a, a boss within a certain time limit. So, like, the first boss is, like, uh, the first boss is Bebop. And Bebop, dude, I kid you not, Bebop, I, like, I thought that Rocksteady on TMNT 2, the arcade game, was hard. Dude, Bebop comes crashing through a brick wall carrying a flaming chainsaw. And he, <laughs> and he actually says, yeah, time to smash some shells. But it, it's really cool because there's, like, different abilities for, like, each turtle. Like, um, like Leonardo can cast this, like, spell where he can actually heal all the turtles, like, within, like, the radius. Um, Don, uh, I think Michelangelo can get this ability where he just, like, throws shuriken, like, really, really fast. Um, you know, they, there's, like, another ability for Leonardo where he can actually slow, slow down time and sneak up behind enemies and, like, take them out in one hit. Um, uh, the bosses for this game, bosses, really cool bosses. Uh, they actually have Slash in this game. Slash is like the, I think he's like the second boss. Dude, he is tough. I thought Slash on Turtles the Arcade game was hard. Dude, Slash actually like rolls around in like this big ball, just all over the stage, like crashing into like subways and cars and everything. You actually gotta like jump on his back and like Raphael's like holding on to his back and like he's like slinging him around like a ragdoll um uh Ar- Ar- Armagon Armagon's in here the uh, the bounty hunter shark um trying to see who else is in here uh Wingnut Wingnut's in here and he actually has this like little like UFO machine where he drops like like little like miniature like UFOs everywhere uh let's see who else is a boss on here Karai Karai's a boss on here uh Krang is a boss uh actually krang is a boss and then there's a there's a secret boss on here called mega krang where it's like this big huge like idw like krang comes out of this portal and you actually have to like attack his head and then if you uh if you defeat him quickly you actually get a double boss where you have to fight him and Karaya at the same time and then uh the final boss of course is shredder and uh but dude Super Shredder is just ridiculous. Like, you thought, like, Kevin Nash Super Shredder was crazy, dude. Like, Super Shredder comes up, and it's almost like watching an episode of Dragon Ball Z. Like, he shows up, there's, like, electricity all around him. He has, like, his gauntlet blaze, and he's just, like, catching kicks in the air and punches and stuff. But, yeah, dude, like, this game alone, I think you can find it for pretty cheap. It's, like, 20 bucks. But uh, yeah, you can, and and like the the actual multiplayer multiplayer servers are still up and running. You can actually play this with up to four people online. But yeah, re- dude, really fun game, really different. If, if if you're a big fan of like um of like the Bayonetta and like Devil May Cry games and like Ninja Gaiden, uh, yeah, definitely check this game out. Um, it's uh, Ninja Turtles: Mutants in Manhattan, and it's for uh, PS3, PS4 uh xbox one and xbox 360 uh, man good stuff there good memories too and uh you know nice to see a little bit of love for mutants in manhattan too because I've, I've seen a lot of mixed stuff um i'm kind of in the middle about it it's, it's an okay game but I, yeah personally for me i need to give it some more time try to beat it uh before i kind of really give my thoughts on it but uh overall it's a gorgeous game that's for sure for me, uh, going back to memories real quick, I, I'm, it's been so hard for me to think of something I've not already shared before. <laughs> so It's tough, yeah. 
It is. It really is. Because I'm like, I know I mentioned that on the show. I know I mentioned that on the show. So <laughs> real briefly, I'll just I'll just name some that I've already mentioned. You know, make make them really really quick. Like uh, one of my favorite memories with the turtles is playing the 1989 arcade cabinet. It was in a lobby of Pizza Hut. At any time, we my dad would get paid on Fridays. I'm talking early nights, probably around 1990, when the movie was just coming out because they were promoting it. I remember watching the commercials on TV, and they were promoting the movie, and I could not wait to see it. Yeah. And they had an arcade cabinet in the Pizza Hut lobby. And my dad usually would take us out to eat on payday, and either it was either Pizza Hut or Burger King or, or somewhere else we would go. But anytime we went to Pizza Hut, that's all I ever wanted to do was play that game, and I'd harass the kids in the restaurant because, of course, you, you want to play Turtles with somebody so yeah. long as you're not Donatello. <laughs> you know, so I'd I'd ask anybody, and then of course, you know, the kids' parents would kind of get aggravated with me because I was harassing them while they're trying to eat with their family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, every now and then I could get somebody to play a game with me until my mom would tell me to get off there and actually eat some pizza. Uh, so you know, there's the arcade cabinet. Loved playing that game, and then eventually, I think that same year, I got uh the arcade game. Uh, on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Nintendo was my first video game console in 1990. And um, I had gotten uh, Mario 3, I had gotten Batman, and I had gotten Turtles 2, which is a great lineup for NES games. I loved all three of those games and played them all religiously. So I played Turtles 2 since it was... um, No, Mario 3 was two players too, but my sister and I would play Turtles 2 a lot. And we'd always get pretty far. We always worked together. And, you know, I loved, you know, sharing these turtle memories memories with my sister. Yeah. And speaking of my sister, uh, on her third birthday, I know I've told this story too, um, we were at a skating rink. Uh, and we loved to go to the skating rink, by the way. That was one of our favorite things to do when we were little. Her birthday was there, and my grandmother always had this tradition where she would get us both a birthday present. E- even if it was, say, just my sister's birthday, she'd get me one too. And the first Ninja Turtle toy I ever owned was Donatello, Detective Donatello. <laughs> and I th- and I'm kind of jumping out of order here. I think I actually got that toy first, and that kind of started everything because I was always curious about him. I was like, what is this thing? This is so cool, but I don't know what <laughs> it is. And then I've told, of course, the story um, in kindergarten. I think I've told that one on the show, so I won't get into that too much of that. But it's kind of a funny story. Um you know that this girl eventually, this girl I had a crush on. Uh, through certain circumstances, you can listen to some previous episodes. I might even mention it on the first episode. Through certain funny circumstances, she gives me a copy of. Now, here's here's something I never mentioned on the show because I never realized it until now. Um, I, actually, until I talked to, I, it was either BJ Han or somebody else, and I got to thinking about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was remembering that wrong. Case of the Killer Pizzas was not the first Ninja Turtles cartoon episode i ever watched i thought it was until i saw the box art for sky turtles oh that was the first one i ever watched sky turtles sky turtles was such a great episode remember with the anti-gravity boots yeah yeah i I love those so so that was the first one i watched the the girl from kindergarten let me have the sky turtles one and maybe it was even the case of killer pieces i can't remember if it was two videos she let me have Mm. but um but anyways, you know, uh, you know, I think she had a little crush on me. She gave me two turtles videos after I planted a, a smooch on her the day before. <laughs> <laughs> Even in kindergarten, folks, what can I say? <laughs> that little girl's mom was like, "We don't want to just throw these things out. So just give them to somebody." She's like, yeah, okay, "Give them that like, dork, this dude." That like, there's this dude at school that's got you know just kind of like desperate. assaulted me yesterday. So I'm just gonna try to nip it in the bud here. So. <laughs> and it worked. I never fooled with her again. I, yeah, I was all turtles be- after that. <laughs> Um, 
Let's see. So, uh, so I've told that on the show. So I'm really trying to think of one I've not told. Here's one I probably have, or maybe I haven't, but I'll, I'll tell it anyway because it's one of my favorites of all time. Because I think we all, as grown adults here, there's always a handful of memories you always return to. There's always a handful that just kind of epitomize and personify your your childhood in in one single memory. And for me, it's not anything super duper special and magical and wonderful storytelling with a twist ending. It's just something really simple, but it stands out to me for some reason. And that was my, I'm guessing probably around 1992, 91 or 92. Um, already had a Nintendo. Uh, already was well well versed in my my fandom as a as a kid. Had all you know, a lot of turtle toys and all that stuff. But I remember a birthday party. Uh, it was a, it was a summer day. It was a beautiful summer day too. I remember. I can specifically remember how beautiful it was that day. And um, I was over at my buddy Eddie's house, and he had a big pool party, and we were all having fun at the pool party and stuff, and just kind of goofing off, had our turtle toys in the pool, and just you know being a kid. It was it was nice. Uh, and anyway, so it comes time we got to get out of the pool, and Eddie's got to start you know blowing out the candles for the cake and opening some presents. And one of his presents happens to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project. Oh, wow. I didn't even – because I had the second one already on my Nintendo. I didn't even know a third one had come out yet. Right. So he gets that, and I beg him. I'm like, dude, can we, can we play this right now? I'd love to play this. So we go up into his room, which happened to be in the attic, but they had finished it. And he mm. had this huge turtle collection. You know, these awesome posters. He, I remember he specifically had – the table hockey set. It was the um, oh. the one with the little pegs. Yeah, yeah, a little goalie Casey Jones and everything. Always wanted that. Never had that. But um, anyways, we were playing that for a little bit, and then finally he he put in Turtles three. And I just remember sipping on some ecto coolers uh, on a hot summer day. You know, just barely dry from the pool, sitting in beanbag chairs playing Turtles three for like an hour. And I just loved that day. That was just a great day. Um, and eventually, I would get the game myself. Uh, the following Christmas, my uncle surprised me with it. Uh, you know, I think the day after Christmas, he's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot to give you your present. Here you go." And it was Turtles I remember 3. you telling me that it was like the day you got a Sega. He's like, "Here's some Nintendo stuff for you." Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because it it was a torturous day too. Because what it was is new, normal. My dad, you know, he would set this stuff up beforehand or yeah. set this stuff up that morning. Well, I got the Sega Genesis in like the Christmas in '92, uh, and. For some reason, we had we ate breakfast as a family. Then we went to my aunt's house pretty early in the morning, probably around you know ten or eleven in the morning. So my dad never had a chance to set up the Sega, so I'm dying. But anyways, my uncle that day uh, surprised me with not a Sega game, but the Turtles three game for the NES. And you know, so I came home and I was playing Sonic the Hedgehog, Turtles three. I mean, just just some great memories. And of course, that was some great that was a great time for gaming back in the early nineties. You know, oh, those yeah. were some great generations of of games. Um, the only other thing I can really think of that I've never mentioned, because it's a kind of a personal one, um, but you know, this is a good thing. Um, it was right before my parents got a divorce and that was hard on me that I, I, I remember it because I was just old enough to remember everything that was happening and, and realizing that I wouldn't see my dad much more. You know, it was, it was a tough time because I was very close to, of course, both of my parents and see, I'm, I was about six and my sister was about three. And actually, there, there's actually two that go with this story, and then I'll shut up. But, you know, it kind of just proves my point of how much the turtles mean to me. Right. Um, the, fir the first one was 
once again, I think it was the summer after the Turtles 3 memory, you know, where I had that great memory playing with my friends. This, I think this is the summer 93, because I think this is around the time it was getting close to the end with my parents. And um, I remember being out in the pool with my, uh, was it the Surfing Mikey one? Uh, Sewer Surfing Mikey. I love that figure, and I'd always take him out to the pool with me. And I just remember playing by myself out in the pool with Mikey and some of my other Ninja Turtle toys. And then one of my neighbors came over. He hopped the fence, and we were just playing outside. And I remember that just being such a fun, fun memory that day. And and then, like, the day after that, my parents had made a decision to kind of split up. And, um, you know, during that time, uh, my dad actually moved out of the house. And my mom actually stayed in the house for a little while while they were separated. And uh, I remember, you know, there were some tough times. I didn't have a lot of friends in school. Um, I was about six at the time. And uh, the turtles were pretty, pretty much all I had at, at that point, you know, besides my mom and my sister. Because my dad went to Philadelphia for, for a couple months before the divorce was actually final. So all I really looked forward to every day was the turtles I, I I had a little black and white tv in my room and I would cut on the turtles on I think ABC or I forget whatever show or whatever channel it was on and I'd always look forward to the turtles at least I still had my ninja turtles you know yeah as, as a six-year-old kid that's all you think about right that that's the number one most important thing except for your family so you know <laughs> it was kind of some... <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's true so you know it was the one kind of stable thing in my life um during that difficult time and, yeah. uh, you know, uh, then eventually it would get to where we would actually see dad more regularly. My mom took care of us for, for most of the time. And then every other weekend, my dad would take care of us. Uh, and you know, it, things ended up working out really, really well. My mom met a great, great man who she's still with to this day, Randy. He's my stepdad and the turtles have always been there. The turtles continue to be there, you know? So it, it's just, even during the dark times, the turtles were a very, very positive thing for me. And, you know, and I, I know this is cheesy, but like even the PSAs with Michelangelo and stuff, you know, <laughs> saying, oh, don't do drugs or, you know, don't pollute, all these kinds of things. They they had a moral compass about them, you know, that Leonardo always tried to do the right thing. Michelangelo always tried to do the right thing. And I tried to be strong for my for my mom because it was a difficult time. It was a very difficult time for her. Um, I remember and I'll cut this out, but. I remember her crying a lot, you know, and I remember trying to be the leader in the house at six years old because I was like, that's what Leonardo would do or that's yeah. what Michelangelo would do. They'd be a leader and they'd be strong for their family during this difficult time. Uh, so I owe the turtles that. And, um, you know, there were so many good memories after that too, of course. Things did get better. Uh, we had some great times with my family and the turtles after that that time. But I remember during that very difficult time in the early 90s, the turtles were there, and I always looked up to them for inspiration. And in, in a lot of ways, I know it's silly, but it was the truth. Mm. So that that's it for me. So, Josh, what about you, man? You got any more? Um, well, let's see. Yeah, you know, one memory is actually much more recent than anything else, and it was really before I started listening to, the, to uh, Turtle Flakes, before I started reading the IDW comics, before I started doing anything modern. Uh, and really, like, just allowing myself to enjoy something like this. It was really the memory that it came back to me. Actually, this morning, when I was thinking about taking notes for what I wanted to talk about with the show, was uh, back in 2012, uh, it was Christmas morning, and we were opening up presents. 
and my parents live in Indiana. I live in Minnesota, and my mom, every year, bless her, she mails up Christmas gifts for the kids, and one box went to my uh, son, Vincent, and he opens it up, and it was all four Ninja Turtles and the Turtle Van, or the Party Wagon, or whatever they call oh, it. Nice. <laughs> Shell Razor, that's what it is. He was like, oh, wow. We, I didn't even know there was a new Ninja Turtles TV series out there, let alone figures, because I just right. wasn't into it. And yeah. uh, I said, wow, I, haven't, I didn't even know they were making these. Hey, well, those are pretty cool. And he just kind of sets them off to the side because my, my son's really into, like, Lego and stuff like that and, you know, Minecraft. And he likes putting – he's very he's a tinkerer. He loves putting things together. Action figures are really not his thing. And – um. Nicole said to him, you know, you should really put together the, because the, uh, the, the show razor, uh, turtle van had to be put together. He's, my uh, wife had said to him, you know, you should put the show razor together. It'd be really nice. And let, you know, let my mom know that, you know, you had a lot of fun with it. And so he was having trouble. I think he was like, he was five or six or seven or something like that. He was six or seven years old. And he asked, he's having trouble putting the party wagon together. And I was like, you know, do you need help? He says, sure. And so I put the party wagon together for him and he, I help him put the stickers on it. And he <laughs> asked me to take the weapons. Cause you know, the weapons were all just thrown into the uh, turtle van. And he's like, can you help me put the weapons on the characters? Like, yeah, sure. So I help him stand up all the characters and put it all on a table for him. And I ended up, I ended up having so much fun putting together Ninja Turtles and accessories and everything together with him that um, eventually he got bored and was just like, okay, I'm going to go do this now. And so he goes off and plays with his Legos or whatever he was doing. I was like, okay, no problem. So I put everything up on the, on the table for him. And I just thought this kind of fun, you know? So I took pictures (laughs) of it, took pictures of the turtles posing in front of the van. And my wife took pictures and she thought it was hilarious and I just kind of had, you know, the bug hit me again. I was like, oh, man. It started out, you know, it, it, it started out with uh, trying to help my son put a toy together. And eventually he lost interest in it. And it just kind of went from him to me. And I just, I always remembered that. And it just, it just came back to me this morning. And my son likes Ninja Turtles. He likes it. But it's not really his thing. And I just thought it was hilarious that I I kind of took over that for him. Again. <laughs> you know, I kind of I, I don't know if that makes me seem good or bad or whatever, but like I just kind of took it over for him. And I mean, I didn't take those toys from him. I went out and bought my own. Um, but I guarantee, I guarantee, he remembers that time you helped him set him up with that. Yeah, I, I remember got that stuff of it anyway. Be like, now nah, remember when you were nice <laughs> the day? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't yeah that's proof. It's like, I'm sorry, I don't like Minecraft. It's not my thing. You go ahead and play it. It's fine. But, you know, <laughs> I liked the better one. It was called Tetris. But, you know, <laughs> you kids. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, you know, that kind of reminds me of, of one. Uh, I've got two more quick ones I'll, I'll suggest, you know, just because I've never shared these on the show. And, and one of them's more recent. Um, I'll start with the earlier one. When my dad, he had, he actually had a heart attack in 2002 mm-hmm. and it was kind of, it was a tough time because we had just moved down South. See, before that, like I had mentioned earlier, we would visit my dad every other weekend. But mm-hmm. when we moved down South, the way it worked was 
I was still in high school. In the summers, when school was over, I'd go back up to New Jersey and I'd go visit. Uh, well, I remember while I was up there in New Jersey, he had gotten really sick and he had had a heart attack. And there was a point in time where I'm probably about 15, 16, 17. There was a point in time where I thought I was going to lose him then. And I'll never forget, um, the hospital wasn't too far from my dad's house. So I would walk sometimes there, you know, just to, just to visit him because I was still at his house watching my sister. And then I would go visit him throughout the day and I'd go walk back to the house. Well, one day after visiting my dad, I walked back home and I, I kind of, you know, just kind of feeling a little down a little bit and kind of praying a little bit to myself, you know, God, I, I hope he's okay. Please protect him. Please, you know, I don't, I, I don't want to lose him yet. Yeah. Um, and I'll never forget, I just, I just, for some reason, didn't want to go home. I don't know why I didn't want to go to dad's house. So I walked by this comic book store that I never even knew was around my dad's house. It was called Fat Jack's Comic Crypt. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I was like, Let, I'll just go in here and just kind of get my mind off some stuff. And so I walk in there and that's when I found the volume four stuff. I started looking at those comics there and I hadn't actually read a Ninja Turtles comic in so long. I mean, it was basically the Archie stuff when I was a kid. So I didn't really know about the Mirage stuff till later. So I'm looking through volume four and that's when I pick up, you know, some of these, some of these comics and I started reading them and I started, uh, uh, reading some of the stories and it kind of really brightened me up that night. And just, I don't know why it just, I, I just felt like a kid again for, for a split second. And, uh, kind of gave me some strength and uh a little bit later on a couple years later i did eventually find um the path during another time where my dad was sick but i was so thankful because you know that that issue gave me hope and you know honestly i, I was able to have my dad around for another uh let's see 2013 more years uh wow. so you know the turtles got me through some tough times they really have and and then the last one i was going to mention real quick was um uh, recent, very recent, because your story actually reminded me of it, Josh. I wasn't even going to th- talk about it until you, you said your story. Um, my son, he's starting to get in the turtles, and uh, one time while he was sleeping, actually a buddy of mine had sent me this, even before Grayson was born, a little big wheel for my son, yeah. uh, and it was a Ninja Turtles one. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know what, I'm going to set that up for him. And uh, when he woke up and I finally got it all set up and all the stickers on it and just right and of course, I had to stand on it and just kind of like, you know, remember when we were all bigger, we had the big wheels and we'd stand, like put one leg on it and then we'd sweep with our oh, other really? leg and just yeah, do that. I did that just to make sure it was working. Uh, and then I was like, okay, it's ready. So when he woke up, he lit up when he saw that little turtle's big wheel. Oh. He did. And I got a picture of him when he first sat on it. <laughs> and he looked so happy. Maybe I'll attach that to the uh, show logo um, uh, for this week's episode. But, you know, it's just little things like that, kind of like what you did, Josh, you know, setting up the the little shell razor for uh, – or the turtle van for your son. You know, stuff like that. I know that the kids will probably remember it, but, you know, we're always going to remember it too, you know, those little moments. Yeah. And like you said earlier too, you know, the, these kids, they're seeing everything for the first time. And it's exciting to watch their reactions for something, you know, the experience for the first time. And it was cool to give him his big wheel. And now he sits on it every day, still doesn't know how to pedal it yet. But he sits on it every day and kind of like pushes his feet like uh, the Flintstones, you know, <laughs> all up throughout the house. And he's he's obsessed with turtles now. Every, every time I wear a shirt, he points out. He goes, "Tur." <laughs> so he he's getting it, and uh, it's nice. It's nice to share that experience with the family. Yeah. 
Uh, Rob, real quick before I have I have a few more that I wanted to go over, but um, was there wasn't there a turtle memory that you had where Jim Lawson drew a picture of you and your dad together? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh... Can you maybe talk about that? Sure, sure. That's one of my favorite memories with my dad. Um, again, you know, I always kind of go back to the early '90s when my parents were still together because I loved them both so much, and I know I talk about my dad so much. I love my mom just as much. She she was a she's a wonderful woman, very giving, very loving. Um, and when they were both together, it was such an amazing time. Um, but anyways, it was just a nice Christmas memory. All it was was the day I I uh, woke up Christmas morning, mm. and it was 1990, and I got my Nintendo that year, like I had mentioned earlier. Uh, never had a Nintendo. Didn't even really know what a Nintendo was. Yeah. Uh, but I remember opening up Batman first, and then. Uh, Turtles 2 and um, Mario and for some reason when when my dad he set me up first of all he gave me this little black and white TV that used to be in the basement and I thought that was the coolest thing that I had my own TV in my room Yeah. and he sets up the TV he sets up the Nintendo and he, he goes alright uh, what do you, what do you want to play <laughs> and uh, for some reason I, I chose Batman first and he and I he, I guess he probably just wanted to test and make sure it worked yeah. Uh he he and I played Batman on that Christmas morning together and it was I remember it was snowing specifically and I just remember one of the that was one of the very few times you know my dad actually played a game with me you know and and it was a cool moment we were joking around and stuff and he'd be like ah how do you play this I can't do this you know <laughs> and I was like here's how you do it dad but go, go, go. you know he yeah go 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 but he you know he sat down there and I'm going to say at least an hour which was a lot for him to yeah. You know, sit there and do something he probably has no interest or experience in doing, but he did it for me. And uh, Jim Lawson, Josh J. Weezy's, you know, big testament to him. Mm-hmm. He did this all behind my back. Uh, Jim Lawson drew a sketch of my dad as Splinter, me as a little Ninja Turtle, and we're both huddled around this old TV. Of course, mm-hmm. I think it's even got the rabbit ears on it, um, <laughs> playing Batman for the for the Nintendo. And oh. it's so cool how life has a way of going full circle you know i have jim lawson one of my turtles heroes one of my comic book heroes drawing a memory of my father and me playing ninja or playing batman you know so uh just yeah great great memory um and you know one i'll always keep with me and it was so nice to be surprised by such a nice drawing from from good people by good people (laughs) yeah i don't really have any like family related like TMNT memories because I didn't really grow up with a lot um I do have a couple uh real real quick ones that I wanted to mention though uh, one of them actually invo- involves uh, Mark Pellegrini um so uh after the 2003 series ended uh th- well this was I'm trying to remember was this okay yeah this this was after the Nickelodeon series okay um like just when like the Nickelodeon series was like I think just starting um, cause I, I didn't have, um, I didn't have Nickelodeon and, uh, so I would, I would, you know, get on my phone. I started, I started like really getting into turtle comics. Um, I want to say 2013 and the way that I found out about, I don't think I've mentioned this story. The way that I found out about the IDW comics was, uh, I, I'm a big fan of like anime and like manga books and stuff. So I'm trying to search for like looking for and I'm coming across graphic novels, and I look down, and it says Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I kind of took a quick glance at it, and I'm like, nah, this can't, this can't be real. I was like, man. So anyway, I, uh, I look down, and I pick up the book, and it's, um, 
it's the uh, the Dan Duncan turtles where they're all wearing the red masks. And the first thing that popped in my head was was oh, they they reprinted the uh, the Mirage comics. So I'm sitting down, you know, I got I got some time to kill before I go off and go to the movie or whatever. Sitting down reading it. As soon as I picked it up, I, I couldn't stop reading it. I couldn't stop reading it. And I was like, I didn't I you know, I didn't know that this was a new series. I thought this was like the the uh, the Mirage comics just like reprinted. So I ended up ended up buying it. And then um <clears throat> the next the next week I, I go back to uh to the store and they got they have a uh, volume two in. So I'll buy volume two, buy volume three. And then uh with with IDW there's like there's like a three month gap. Uh well this this was kinda like when, when they first came out, there was like a three month gap with the uh the trade paperbacks. So I had so I had to like I had to wait a long time and I was like I was like, Oh man, like it's gonna be a while before, you know, this comes out. So I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan of like reading um comic books in order i don't really like reading anything like out of order because i feel like i just like miss a lot of stuff so so i i, I went to google and i typed in uh tmnt comics chronological order and the list mm. pulls up and I, and I come across a site and it's called tmnt entity dot and i go okay what's this i click on it and i'm literally on this site for like three hours straight checking out mark's timeline chronological order of the mirage comics image comics archie comics idw comics and even stuff that's like not considered canon that like he throws in there like like side stories like the double uh not the double dragon uh savage dragon ninja turtles you know stuff like that and i was like man how long did it take this guy to do it i'm sitting there reading down and it's like dude this guy started on this like back when like the 2003 like show was around and it literally took him like probably like close to seven or eight years to like finally finish like the Mirage comics. And um, he has each comic listed as like a certain arc. And dude, like the Mirage comics have like 20 story arcs. It's like ridiculous. And so since anyway, since 2014, I've been using his guide to like read the IDW comics in order and read like the Mirage comics in order. I don't have any of the image comics, but uh, dude, Mark, I just wanted to th- like, thank you personally for that. Like, I know a lot of people just kind of read like tales of the team and and stuff, but dude, just the fact that you spent so much time working on that, dude, like mm-hmm. thank you so much because that's not only a big help to me, uh, but it's a big help to other turtle fans that maybe haven't heard of, you know, certain tales of the team and issues or, you know, stuff like that. And then I got real quick two memories about the 2003 show. Um, this isn't really a spoiler. Um, if you if if you've seen the the movie Turtles Forever, like you kind of know that like the shredder and that's kind of different, quote unquote. Um, so anyway, and this was actually a pretty controversial episode of the Ninja, the 2003 series. I don't I don't know if if you guys have seen this or not. So I think this was I'm trying to remember. I think this is at the season two finale. Uh, it's it's like the the turtles and their final showdown with Shredder, and Shredder finds the sword. It's called the Sword of of Tengu, and supposedly uh, Shredder and uh, hunting for the sword for like you know eons or whatever, and uh, 
So like there's like you know the turtles are getting their butt kicked. You know you think they're gonna you know they think they're gonna die, and then all of a sudden it, it pans to this one on one battle with Leonardo, and uh, so Shredder has Leonardo's swords. Leonardo has the sword of Tengu. They start running toward toward each other, and it, and it kind of does like that like Ninja Gaiden like opening where you see the the two mm-hmm. ninjas match with each other. So anyway, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know the like. Like the whole audio, like the whole sound, music, everything just like goes silent, and you see Shredder's helmet fall off, and his head starts rolling, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, what just?" <laughs> I killed him, freaking out. I'm like, "Did Shredder just die?" And I'm sitting there like, like the episode's over. I'm like calling my friends up, and he's like sound asleep in bed. He's like, "Dude, it's like seven o'clock in the morning." I was like, "I was like, no, 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 no. You got, you got to, you got to wake up right now. We got to talk about this." I was like, "I was like, Shredder just died." I was like, Sh- "I was like, Leonardo just killed Shredder," and he's like, "No, nah, you're making this up." And I was like, "Dude, I have this recorded on tape on VCR. <laughs> you are gonna come over to my house today. We are gonna eat pizza and we are gonna watch th- this episode." So <laughs> he came over and. Yeah, he saw he like he like he saw he, he thought the same thing. Like there wasn't any blood or anything, but you see Shredder's like helmet just like slide off of his body, and it kind of pans to like this really cool scene where there's like fire in the background. You know, like Shredder's buildings all destroyed, and then um, I actually thought this was the end of the series, and it wasn't. It was the season finale. So anyway, after their after their their defeat with Shredder. Um, uh, Splinter's actually injured, so Leonardo just kind of like leans him up against this like building with his cane, and he, and he says like, "Hold on, father, I'll be right back." And Splinter's like, "Okay." Well, Splinter ends up falling asleep. They go back to um, check on Splinter, and Splinter's gone. And they're like, "Well, what could happen to Splinter? You know, Shredder didn't do anything with him because we were fighting with Shredder." And then later you find out, uh, Rob, you remember you remember the issue where Splinter goes miss- missing off of the Mirage comics, and you find out that it was the Utroms. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's an early one, right? Uh, yeah, that's how season three starts. Season three starts with you find out that the Utrams like, like brought Splinter to their world to kind of not like experiment or like you know kill him or anything, but just kind of study him because they're they're still they're still trying to figure out like what the mutes like what the the oozes. And uh, so anyway, the season finale ends with Shredder walks up to his uh, helmet picks it up and walks into the fire and I'm just like, what just happened? I'm just like dumbfounded. I'm like I'm like, okay, either this is all just a dream or Shredder is something that we don't really think he is. And then later you find out that he's a neutron named Terrell. And uh but he's but he's not like the quote unquote one true Shredder because there's actually multiple Shredders like in the series and you actually find out that the one, the quote unquote one true shredder was actually, it's sort of like an IDW take almost. He was this ancient samurai that got possessed by this demon and like conquered Japan. Uh, so that was like one episode of the 2003 series. And then there was, um, there was another one. This was actually a, a band episode. Uh, this actually didn't come out until, uh, the 2003, uh, DVDs came out. Uh, just because it was so it wasn't really like graphic they just thought that it would like scare kids away um so baxter stockman in the 2003 series every time he fails the shredder shredder uh actually like slices off like a body part of his 
to where he's literally in the final season just like a brain in a jar with like an eyeball sticking out. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, this episode's called Insane in the Membrane, and basically, uh, Stockman wants to basically overthrow the Shredder. He works with the Shredder, but he's sick of like Shredder like kicking him around and stuff. So he comes up with this antidote to make him almost kind of like like you know how um. In, in, in the Batman series, how, how Bane has like that that thing on the back of, the, of his neck that like pumps like this like uh, fluid and like makes him like really really strong. It's yeah, kind of like that, the Venom it's kind of like that, yeah. but it but it backfires. So um, hold on, got let the dog out. Come on, sweetie. So anyway, so he's basically trying to kind of make this like superhero serum where he's like all buff and everything. Well, it backfires. <laughs> And it literally starts eating away his face to where he's almost a zombie, and it actually pans to a like really creepy scene. I'm surprised that they sh- that they that they showed this on the DVDs. Pans to the scene where you, you actually you get to see like his jaw come off, and it's like hanging down right here. And so, ah, cool. And so uh, the thing with with Baxter was that it was. Uh, Something happened to his mom. It's like a really tragic story where like his mom died, and he said he said like he, like he wanted to make his mother proud by like overthrowing the shredder and like you know running like the Foot Clan or whatever. So anyway, like while this is all going on, you know he's he's just like he starts like almost mutated into this like almost like walking zombie. Like he's still alive, but it's just like his flesh is just like literally like eating them away, and um, it's a really sad scene because you actually get to see like april and the turtles like they actually want to help him and they're like and he's actually like like you did this to me blah 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 blah. you're the reason why i look like this and it kind of ends ends a scene where I, th- I think it's like i think it's casey jones fighting baxter because he tries to he tries to help april and april like something happens with april like they're they're fighting on top of this rooftop rooftop and i think um it's like him and Casey Jones, and he like throws Casey Jones into like a window or something, and then uh, it pans to a scene where where uh, April's looking down at like the broken glass, and he sees his mother. So he actually he he's literally starts going crazy, and he says like "Mama, Mama, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry." And then April, and then April's like, uh, "Like Baxter, I used to work at TC, you know, I used to work at TCRI. Let me help you." And then something happens to Baxter where like he like falls off the building. And uh, he he's still alive or whatever, but he like falls off the building. Uh, Donatello's in like a helicopter and they're looking down and and like you know the uh, the scene in Terminator Two where you get to see the Terminator's hand kind of do like a thumbs up thing. It kind of, it pans yeah. to uh, Baxter's hand and he's just like screeching it like you know bloody murder almost. And then like the episode just ends. It's just really just crazy far out there episode but that's 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 the thing was that uh, like peter laird was actually a a a big producer of the show and like he went all out as far as you know stuff that was like crazy like the mirage comics that like he adapted into like the 2003 series so that was like another really really just like bizarre memory but like a really cool one at the same time uh real briefly uh you mind if i go over some quick turtle news Oh yeah, yeah, that that's fine, no problem. Okay. Um so it, it'll it'll probably be over by the time they listen to this, but um there's there's a Kickstarter going on right now. It's called Drawing Blood and we actually did an interview with Kevin Eastman about it. It's 
the uh, the fictional tale of a character by the name of Shane Book- Bookman and the radically rearranged Ronin Ragdolls. And uh, right now, it's very close to reaching its goal. Um, 93%, I think. And it only needs like wow. $5,000. And there's still like four days left to donate. Um, and uh, if you want to check that out, yeah, you just go to um, drawingbloodcomic.com. Some good news. Uh, the TMNT action figure encyclopedia has been officially funded. Uh, this is a huge Ninja Turtles action figure book. Covers pretty much everything from Playmates to, you know, the NECA toy line. This covers uh, vehicles, figures, um, weapons, accessories. I think the book itself is $45. I'm not sure if you can still get the book with the, with the campaign being ended. Um, your best bet would just be to go on there and just message the creator and see if he has any left over. Third thing is that uh, this is actually on, on Indiegogo.com. This is a uh, new Kickstarter project uh, written by uh, Jim Lawson and Andrew Modine. This is called TMNT Origin. Uh, this is set in the Mirage Comics universe. Um, there's still plenty of time to donate. There's like three weeks left to donate. Um, right now, its goal is set at 6000 and it needs 8000 to get funded. So it's only $2,000 away, so that's not that much. And then um, two, uh, two really quick announcements. Uh, DreamX Toys are coming out with a brand new April O'Neil figure, uh, which is kind of... It's kind of weird because she looks... Like in the face looks a lot like the like the like the Judith Hogue um like nineteen ninety uh, movie April mixed with like Megan Fox so it's kind of like an interesting take on her um but yeah these aren't out yet but I think they're coming out soon um there's a DreamX April O'Neil and then there's a a DreamX uh, Krang based on the uh, the eighty seven Krang it it looks a lot like Josh's figure the first Goken cerebral crying but i'm not sure i'm not sure how much different it is i don't know how how big or how small it is um but yeah these are coming out soon and then one last thing um the NECA um Michelangelo figure that's based on the 1990 movie is out um uh, this is a what like what is it, like 12 inch figure i think Josh 18 the Michael- An 18 figure 18-inch figure of Michelangelo based off of the first movie, so uh, if you're interested in that, go check that out. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mr. T. Good stuff as always, my friend. Oh, you're Yeah, and speaking of uh, TMNT Origins, uh, hopefully we're going to get Andrew Modine on uh, our next episode, so stay tuned for that as well. And sorry, Josh, you were going to say something, buddy? Oh, no, I'm good. No, no. Well, well, speaking of Josh, man, um, any last things you want to say, man? Anything last things you want to talk about real quick? Uh, you can cut this out of the show, but yeah, uh, thanks for reading the uh, chapter I wrote earlier this week. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah good stuff, buddy. That yeah. was awesome. I read I heartfelt. How the story is going to start? I don't know how I'm going to get it done, but uh, a lot of changes happening. So, I just decided nah, to just man. rewrite, start over, uh, so that um, pretty much where I wanted it to go was yeah. Uh, just you know, that was the whole. Leonardo kind of like every just kind of everything is behind him now and just yeah. going off to do one more thing and I came up with an idea that I really like and thank you for reading it really appreciate it so, oh of course uh, man. No, 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 I... no real no real memories uh just for the interest of time you know it's 
Uh, just uh, yeah, we're at two and a half hours. Two and a half right, hours. Geez. Yeah, I hear the, the babies downstairs are getting crazy. So I got to uh-oh, get uh-oh. down there soon. Like, like real quick, dude. When you sent me that chapter, like I wasn't even glancing over it. I was actually taking my time to read it. And dude, I could actually picture everything that was written in that like <laughs> well written. Like, like visually, I could actually see Leonardo like looking at like you know Splinter's cane and like remembering like all the memories he had with Splinter and the Turtles. So yeah, dude, that was really good. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah good stuff, man. Very well written. I, your style's awesome, man. I, I love it. Uh, well, all right, guys. Uh, let's see. I won't bore you all with the links again. Just Google search us. Please reach out anytime you want. Thank you all so much for the phone calls that we received this week. Um, and uh, let's see. So Josh, what type of pizza are we going to have to close out another totally tubular episode of Turtle Flakes, my friend? Okay, let's see here. You know, man, you know, I feel like I'm going to be doing some yard work today, so I'm going to need a uh, protein. going to need that energy going. So I would have to say uh, we got to do a meat lover's pizza with uh, sausage, pepperoni, ham, <laughs> and bacon. Oh, my gosh. A whole wheat crust. Got to get those carbs going. Whole wheat crust. <laughs> good. All right, all right, dudes. Well, hey. Here's hoping uh, for four more years of, of uh, Turtle Flakes goodness. Thank you all so much uh, for, for listening to us. I know it's definitely a break from what you might be used to, and hopefully it was a nice refresher. But, you know, it's nice to reminisce and, and kind of remember, you know, what, what created that, that first love in the first place. So, uh, you know, yeah. love the Turtles. Love doing the podcast with you guys. Thank you all so much for listening. I really appreciate all the support. Thank you. Oh, thank you all for the for the iTunes reviews we've received lately. It's really, really helped out the show. Um, we still have a couple more days of our giveaway left. If you want to leave a, a review, um, you are definitely going to be eligible for it. It'll be uh, just a random selection. Thank you all so, so much. We love the show. We love you guys. And here's to hoping you enjoy your, your sausage, pepperoni, ham, bacon, pizza on a whole wheat crust. Cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga. Unless we get like negative reviews, that then we can read those because those are always hilarious. So, oh dude, I was actually fixing to ask you about that. I was actually going to ask y'all if I had any negative reviews on Turtle Place. I just, I just felt like, dude, just, there was just like one day where it's just like I just feel like I'm just like the most annoying guy on Turtle Flakes. That's me. You're good. Well, you know, it is, it, it is a testament to your character, Thaddeus, that we don't want to let you know about what you're doing wrong. I mean, we just like you so much. <laughs> I'll tell you how you're... We, don't, we, we just, you know, very appreciative of you. Oh, no. Don't, don't listen to Josh. He's a jerk. <laughs> uh, no, no. I've... No, dude, you've got nothing to worry about. Absolutely. In all honesty, you've got nothing to worry about. I mean, I, I, I think all of us think of ourselves as just the most annoying guy because, you know, because you're, you're the true guy. Rob, Rob is kind of a know-it-all because he kind of knows what we're all doing and how we're supposed to do this, <laughs> how the show comes I'm not. And I'm just kind of a loud bulldog of an idiot that just kind of, <laughs> as, as articulate wow. as I try being, I just kind of realize that, yeah, I'm just going to say my opinion louder than you, and that means I'm right. <laughs> That's so. how podcasts work. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> And the thing of it is, is, I'm hypocritical because I hate that about other people. Just like, just because you're yelling doesn't mean you're. Oh, I'm gonna you're do right. the same. Thing. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh no, no. See, I, I don't see that at all, man. I no, no. This, this. You know, we all have a nice dynamic, and I, I couldn't do honestly, and that sounds cheesy and sappy, and we're probably gonna get into some more sappy stuff like always. You know, this is yeah. a nostalgia show, but. uh I couldn't do the show without any of you. I really couldn't. Uh, I couldn't yeah. imagine it. So, you know, I, I like exactly what we have. And, um, you know, I'm editing all this out. You know, but I, this is just personal. <laughs> nope, I'm recording it too, man. I'll upload it. I don't care. <laughs> You're like Rob Cries for an hour and a half. So. <laughs> <laughs> Turtle Flakes is beautiful. <laughs> It's like people that try to do, like, fan theories. Like, fan theories are just the worst things to ever happen to movies or comic books in general. Because it takes one thing that is just kind of quaint and just kind of cool and funny and just kind of ruins it by giving it this, well, you know what it could mean. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that. It's but, like, yeah, don't even go there. Yeah. Uh, but, like, like the good thing with Josh is that, like, he doesn't overdo it because there's they are there are some podcasts where they just they just cuss like sailors and I, I just oh, I'm God. just not a fan of that and you know we do we do try to keep this podcast family friendly so you know if 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 Josh slips you know one or two and you know we'll we'll definitely edit that out but yeah don't don't ever be worried that we're just gonna just go off the rails and just say like 14 cuss words in a in a row well, well it'll happen but you know. It's, <laughs> don't download an old episode of Bargain Ben Radio then if that's not your thing just don't well I mean like dude that's that's one of the reasons why I like the TMNT community so much is that I've never really had an issue with anybody as far as like an opinion goes you know I've, if you know if like, like I said before you know when, when the when the Michael Bay movies came out they were they were people that that just didn't want to even be a TMNT fan because they thought you know the typical. We've heard this all the typical Michael Bay ruined my childhood. It it got so bad when that movie came out that people were literally sending death threats to Megan Fox and and Michael Bay and all the people that worked hard on that film. And we that's when you go too far. When you personally attack somebody on on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. You know this is. I'll give you another example. Okay. I'm not a fan of the like like the new Ghostbusters movie, but I don't hate it. You know, I can still watch it and still enjoy it. The fact that people were actually going to Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and, and literally, I mean, literally attacking the people that worked on that film is just—it's nuts. It's crazy. It, it got like the uh, the, the black—I forgot what her name is—the black lady that's basically kind of like Winston in the film. She had to close down her Twitter account because there were Ghostbusters fans that were sending her death threats about, you know, like, yeah. hey, you, you know, you ruined Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is stupid. You know, you know, women shouldn't be Ghostbusters. And then I'm Which like, dude, have, and then I'm like, 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 dude, have you seen the Ghostbusters cartoon? Janine was a Ghostbuster. In it. Yeah, and it's just Ghostbusters. Like, <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's just stuff like that's so crazy, man. I'm, I'm just, I don't, I don't ever want the team and community to be like that. I want the team and team community to not only be positive for the creators that worked on it, but also for the fans. And that's why I love this podcast. That's why I love doing it with, with you guys because I love the TMNT. 
I love the people that listen to it, and I lo- and I love the fans, and this means so much to me. And it's not just a podcast. It you know it, it is a community. You know we are coming together to make this franchise what it is. You know thirty what thirty five years almost is crazy. You know you can't really say that about really you know other than like you know like Batman or Superman or stuff you know stuff like that. But just everybody that has made this franchise what it is today means the world. And that's why doing what I'm doing right now while I'm sitting here in my chair, in my, you know, 30 years old in my bedroom with turtle toys all around my room. Uh, yeah, same this, here, buddy. What I love. I know, that's when you're old. And, yeah. and, and, <laughs> Shut up, Rob. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and end it, you know, end the rant so I don't get all mopey, but. No, no, good stuff. Man, if the fans only knew how an episode of Turtle Flex gets made. <laughs> <laughs> they were tuned out a long time ago. Yeah, they don't, they don't uh, realize, how, they don't realize how, how much of a uh, how much of a cowbunga technology is nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>